0: Everybody, welcome to the Game Before the Money podcast, celebrating pro and college football history. This episode: three defensive plays that clinched championships. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Game Before the Money podcast. I'm Jackson Michael, author of The Game Before the Money, Voices of the Men Who Built the NFL. That's available on Amazon.com. I also have a new book out about the 1979 Houston Oilers called Red, White, and Columbia Blue, Chasing the Dream with the 1979 Houston Oilers. And you might also know that I wrote and directed the Documentary that's out on DVD, We Were the Oilers, The Love You Blue Era. That dives even deeper into that Houston Oilers era with many members from that team. All of that is available on Amazon.com. The Game Before the Money, Red, White, and Columbia Blue, and We Were the Oilers. And you might remember that a lot of those Houston Oilers shared stories in episode 39 of the Game Before the Money podcast about the 1978 and 1979 Oilers seasons. You might also remember that Oilers safety Vernon Perry still holds the NFL record for most interceptions in a playoff game with four. Four interceptions in one game against Dan Fouts, no less. And then he had a pick six against Terry Bradshaw in the AFC Championship game in 1979. For a lot of us fans, great defensive plays are some of our favorite moments, especially when it's our team getting the huge turnover or the big sack. A few times in NFL history, the championship game has even ended with a big defensive play to save the game. Super Bowl 34 ended with the Tennessee Titans just one yard short of the goal line as Rams linebacker Mike Jones made an outstanding tackle to stop Titans receiver Kevin Dyson as time ran out. More recently, Patriots defensive back Malcolm Butler intercepted Russell Wilson near the goal line with about 30 seconds left in Super Bowl 49 sealing a New England victory over Seattle. And that play tends to overshadow how New England shut out the Seahawks in the fourth quarter after entering the final 15 minutes of that game, down by 14 points. A lot of people forget that the Patriots forced two straight three and outs before that final drive. On this episode of the Game Before the Money podcast, We're going to look at three great defensive plays that clinched NFL championships in the 1960s. Two of them happened before the Super Bowl era, and two of them were made by Hall of Famers. The first that we'll talk about happened in the 1960 NFL championship game that was played at Philadelphia between the Eagles and the Green Bay Packers. We previously talked about the 1960 Packers with Green Bay receiver Boyd Dowler. That was on episode 38 of the Game Before the Money podcast that featured Packers legend Boyd Dowler sharing his stories. And the 1960 Packers had a great run of road victories to make the NFL championship game in Vince Lombardi's second season as head coach. It was also the last season that the Packers did not have the famous G logo on their helmets. There's a little nugget of trivia for you there. The 1960 NFL championship game started at noon because Philadelphia's Franklin Field didn't have lights. The league decided That they wanted to start the game earlier in case it went into overtime. The teams played in front of the largest crowd in championship game history at the time. The crowd numbered over 67,000. And since Christmas Day was on a Sunday that year, the game took place on a Monday. On Monday, December 26th. The 1960 Philadelphia Eagles were known as a tight-knit team under quarterback Norm Van Brocklin and Chuck Bednarik, often called the last of the 60-minute men who played on both sides of the ball. Bednarik played both as a center and a linebacker. He also worked a second job selling concrete, and that's how he earned the nickname Concrete Charlie. The Eagles lost... The first game in the 1960 season at home to Cleveland, but the Eagles didn't lose another game until week 11 of a 12-game season. And the Packers-Eagles matchup was a big surprise because neither team had played championship football since the 1940s. The 1960 NFL championship game didn't start out that well for the Eagles, They received the opening kickoff and turned the ball over on their first play from scrimmage. The Packers couldn't capitalize, however, and lost the ball on downs near the goal line. Philadelphia soon turned the ball over again, and the Packers kicked a field goal to take a 3-0 lead. The Eagles took a 17-13 lead late in the fourth quarter on a run by Ted Dean. Ted Dean's long kickoff return set up that go-ahead touchdown. The Packers then started the ensuing drive on their own 35. Bart Starr drove them to about the Eagle 20 with 10 seconds left to play in the game. Starr took the snap and fired the ball to another future Hall of Famer, Jim Taylor. Taylor caught the ball at the Eagles' 15-yard line. He turned toward the goal line. And Chuck Bednarik, Concrete Charlie, lived up to his nickname and acted like a wall of concrete. He tackled Taylor and stayed on top of him. Bednarik watched the game clock tick down to all zeros and then jumped up in excitement. He reportedly told Jim Taylor, you can get up now. This game is over. That was the final play of the 1960 NFL championship game. Don't forget that Chuck Bednarik had played the entire game. He played at center, he played on special teams, and he played linebacker. And he still had the energy to make that one last play. There are two really great photos of Chuck Bednarik taken after that game that I've posted on the Game Before the Money Facebook page. One of Bednarik with his arm around both Bart Starr and Jim Taylor as they walked off the field together. That tells you a lot about the camaraderie of the NFL in those days. The other photo is of Chuck Bednarik smoking a cigar and cigarette in the locker room at the same time. That one was posted quite a while back, but you can find it browsing through the Game Before the Money Facebook page photos. That brings us to Defensive play number two that we'll talk about, that's the 1963 NFL championship game between the Giants and Bears. Now, last week, I made a bit of a mistake. I told you that the 1963 NFL championship game was played at Soldier Field in Chicago. Of course, the 1963 NFL championship game was actually played at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Sorry about that rookie mistake on that one. On the day of the 1963 NFL championship game, it really was the chilly confines of Wrigley Field. The temperature dropped down to 8 degrees at the start of the second half. The Giants were well known for their powerful passing game under Y.A. Tittle, their quarterback, and flanker Frank Gifford. They also used... Short screen passes a lot with Hugh McElhenney coming out of the backfield. And that's three Hall of Famers right there that the Bears needed to stop. But Chicago's defense was well-suited against the pass. Their secondary, get this, the 1963 Bears secondary featured four starters with at least six interceptions. Now you heard that correctly. Both the safeties and both the cornerbacks had at least six interceptions. And they each ran an interception back for a touchdown this year. That's four guys in your secondary running back interceptions for touchdowns. Safety Roosevelt Taylor led the NFL in interceptions with nine in 1963. He also recovered three fumbles that year. Their other safety was Richie Pettibone, who intercepted eight passes and recovered two fumbles. Both Roosevelt Taylor and Richie Pettibone were all pro that season. In that game, the Giants took a 10-7 lead into the locker room at halftime. The Bears kicked off for the second half, and Hugh McElhenney returned the kickoff past midfield, and things were really looking great for the Giants. But then that Bear defense... The monsters of the midway. They took control. Cornerback Dave Witzel intercepted a YA Tittle pass. The Bears couldn't convert that turnover into points, but on the Giants' next possession, they intercepted Tittle again. This time, it was defensive end Edo O'Bradovich coming up with the interception. He read a screen pass and made an outstanding catch. He grabbed it on the run and took it all the way to the Giants' 15-yard line. Chicago quarterback Bill Wade quickly threw a pass to tight end Mike Ditka. Yes, that Mike Ditka. And that got the Bears to the 2-yard line, where they soon cashed it in to go up 14-10. to Late in the fourth quarter, it was still 14-10. to The Giants' defense stopped the Bears just shy of a first down to force a punt, that the Bears downed at the Giants' 17 with about a minute and a half left in the game. So you had Y.A. Tittle, the NFL MVP of the 1963 season, needing to drive his team against an outstanding defense with about 90 seconds left in the NFL championship game in the bitter cold at Wrigley Field. This is the stuff legends are made of. The Giants were out of timeouts after two passes got them 17 yards to their own 34 with about a minute three left in the game. Tittle hit McElhenney again for a nice gain to about midfield. Then Doug Atkins of the Bears put a walloping hit on Tittle on the next play. But Tittle recovered on third and ten with a pass down the middle to Frank Gifford, and the Giants were within striking distance in Bear territory as the clock ticked down. Two plays later, there were 10 seconds left on the clock, and the Giants had the ball on the Bears' 38. Tittle faded back as Giants split end Del Schaffner sped downfield. Tittle lofted the ball into the end zone, and Richie Pettibone made a fine interception in the end zone as he slid backwards on the icy ground to literally ice the championship for the Chicago Bears. Kyle Olsenberg reporting
1: from Wrigley Field in Chicago. The Chicago Bears have just won the NFL championship game with a 14 to 10 victory for the New York Giants. Coach George Hellas has led the Bears to their first championship since 1946. It's a joyous scene here at Wrigley Field. And, and here comes Coach Hellas now. I'll try to get a quick word, Coach. Coach, well, he's he's being whisked away to the locker room surrounded by fans and members of his staff. We will have an interview with him shortly. Meanwhile, the Bears and the fans are celebrating their championship win. Defensive end Ed Bradovich has just thrown his helmet high into the air. It looks like it may have made its way into the stands even. We'll be back in about an hour here at Wrigley Field with interviews from the Bears locker room and hopefully with Coach Howis and defensive back Richie Pettibone, who made a game saving interception in the end zone with two seconds left in the game. Keep your radio dial here on your Basie Sports Network affiliate and now back to our Central Studios
0: in New York. Richie Pettibone would later coach in the NFL himself. He was the defensive coordinator for Washington under Joe Gibbs and would eventually take over head coaching duties for one season. The Bears wouldn't return to championship form until the 1985 season when they were coached by Mike Ditka and again featured an incredible defense. A defensive play also determined the 1966 NFL championship game between the Green Bay Packers and Dallas Cowboys at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. It was the Dallas Cowboys' first appearance in a championship game. The winner earned a spot in Super Bowl I, so there was quite a bit of history on the line. The Packers took a 34-20 lead when Max McGee scored a fourth-quarter touchdown. And Green Bay looked to go up by 15 with the extra point, but Hall of Famer all-time great Bob Lilly blocked the extra point. That kept the Cowboys in the game, although there wasn't much time left. With 5.20 left, Cowboys quarterback Don Meredith completed a pass to running back Dan Reeves in the flat. Reeves took a jarring hit and fumbled. The ball rolled backwards where several Packers were very close to recovering it. The ball squirted away though and out of bounds. It was third and 20 and things looked dim for Dallas. But Meredith made an outstanding play. He tossed a 68-yard touchdown to tight end Frank Clark just before he was hit by two Packer linemen. That pulled the Cowboys' to within seven and stirred up the Cotton Bowl crowd. The Dallas defense forced the Packers to punt thanks to a sack by linebacker Dave Edwards and a fine play by Leroy Jordan. Then on fourth down, Cowboy defensive end George Andry put tremendous pressure on punter Don Chandler and nearly blocked the kick. The punt went only 16 yards and the Cowboys started at the Packer 47-yard line with 2:27 left. Meredith immediately hit Clark for over 20 yards to about the Packer 25. He looked for Clark in the end zone just a couple of plays later, and a pass interference call against the Packers put the ball on the Packers' 2-yard line. On the next play, the Packers stopped Dan Reeves at the 1-yard line, and that set up, a second and goal at the one. The
1: procedure number sixty-eight on offense. Five-yard penalty can still second down.
0: That very costly. Illegal procedure penalty against a Cowboys lineman made it second and goal from the six. That second down play for the Cowboys was actually doubly doomed as a wide-open Cowboys receiver dropped Meredith's pass in the end zone. On third down, Meredith got the Cowboys back to the two-yard line where it was fourth and goal on the two in the waning seconds of the 1966 NFL championship game. Defensive end Willie Davis spoke up in the defensive huddle. He told his teammates that now was the time to get things done or they might regret missing this opportunity for a long time. The Cowboys called a play called Fire 90. The play sent Don Meredith on a rollout to his right with a guard running across the field in front of him. The play was designed to give Meredith the option to run or to throw. Packers linebacker Dave Robinson noticed that receiver Bob Hayes was in position to block him rather than tight end Frank Clark. Based on that scheme, Robinson decided he should try to get to the outside. His instincts proved perfect. The guard for the Cowboys had quickly moved further to the outside and Robinson found himself chasing Don Meredith at close range. He grabbed Meredith in almost a bear hug and threw him towards the turf. Meredith desperately heaved the ball toward the end zone. The ball floated into the arms of Packer defensive back Tom Brown, and Green Bay won their second straight NFL championship game. After the game, Meredith said the Cowboys expected Robinson to move to the inside, and free up space for Meredith to run. Dallas assistant coach Irma Allen agreed and said the play was all Dave Robinson. The play clinched the 1966 NFL championship for the Packers and moved the team into Super Bowl I, a game they won over the Kansas City Chiefs. Despite Robinson's exceptional read of the play, there's a famous story about how Packers coach Vince Lombardi graded Robinson on the play. He gave Robinson a minus two score because Robinson wasn't supposed to blitz on the play. Coach Lombardi wanted to make sure that Robinson understood what his assignment was and the reason for the defensive scheme. On the plane ride home, however, Lombardi gave Robinson a big hug and let his Hall of Fame linebacker know that he made the play that saved the game. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Before the Money podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done so already. Upcoming shows will feature Upton Bell and a continuation of that three-part series of three games that changed the NFL. We'll talk about the 1958 NFL Championship game next in that series. I'm also putting together an episode featuring stories from Hall of Famer Hugh McElhenney. If you have any NFL history questions, Feel free to email me at podcast at the dot com. That's podcast at the dot com. I'm also going to put together shows where I answer your questions. Don't forget that transcriptions of the Game Before the Money podcast can be found at com in the podcast notes section. And those transcriptions are powered by our transcription partner Sonix. That's S-O-N-I-X. Visit sonix.ai to learn more about their transcription services. All music and sound effects Dramatic reenactments of game moments and fictional broadcasts produced by Eleven Productions.